Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Tell you what, let me explain. It's free. Free. Nothing. Nada. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Yeah, your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. Uh, And I'll tell you, the distribution is fantastic. You can make money from your podcast. Yes, money. Yes, you can make money with zero or no minimum listenership. Pausing for dramatic effect. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So I tell you what, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started and do it now. Now, go, 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 do it now. Go. Attention all internets. Put the children in their cages. Shoot your pets. Yank grandmother's plug. Put down your crack pipe. It's time for Very Dark, Very Quick. The Hounds of Little Mountain Canis Lupus, man's best friend But what happens when that friendship ends and nature reclaims its hunters? For nearly two decades in the counties just southeast of Atlanta, Rockdale and Henry area residents have made nearly 100 reports about packs of feral dogs roaming the areas around family homes and local businesses. From pit bulls to rat terriers and all shapes and sizes in between, the groups have been spotted roaming, typically along Highway 155, more specifically near Panola Mountain State Park. While the majority of the calls to animal control or local police have been mundane in nature, several sightings in most recent years have started to take on a more ominous turn. Hikers of the state park have come across deer carcasses that appeared to have been mauled by a group of animals. Local farmers report missing chickens and goats. A local rooster breeding farm reported a third of its flock had either gone missing or was slaughtered, nearly 75 birds, all in one night. Then, beginning in 2012, the legend began to grow. Antoine Jones, animal control employee, Greater Atlanta area. You ready for me? All right now. Crocodiles, that's the one people think of the most. These are the tales they make stories out of. Kid gets a pet croc, thinks it's creepy yet cool, wants to impress his friends and scare his little sister. No one realizes it's going to get too big too quick. They aren't prepared to handle something like that. Kids' parents flush the little guy down the toilet into the sewers where it grows extra large and wreaks havoc under the city. <laughs> Sounds so silly now that I'm a grown-up. The more common story is a little more realistic. A lot more realistic. 
family gets a puppy, maybe a birthday or a Christmas present, all cute, all cuddly, barking, peeing, pooping. Add in the cost of vet bills, board and training, maybe turns out the kids are allergic. Reality settle in fast. Most people do the proper thing and find the fellow a new home or humane shelter. Many times though, sad as it is, people take the easy way out. They find an abandoned or less traveled side road, typically outside the perimeter, and drop the unwanted creature off, hoping for the best, and they never lose any sleep. If the little guy is lucky, some good Samaritan drives by and calls us, or maybe they're extra special do-gooders who take the dog in. Full disclosure, my wife is one of those people. Cats and dogs are all fair game. Turtles in the road, she'd help them across the street. Hell, she even took an injured armadillo to the local conservation place to try and save it. But back to where I was going, those kinds are very few and far between, and even if animal control get out there, a lot of them just end up in a shelter only to be euthanized later. Worst case scenario, hmm, there ain't no way to sugarcoat it. It may be the south, but it does get cold down here in the winter months. No food, no warmth. I think, I think you get where I'm going with this. Finally, door number three. To quote that doctor man from the dinosaur movie, life finds a way. Oh, hell, I remember that day. Who wouldn't? Man, it was early. There was still a dew on the lawn and a bit of a fog in the air, but like my daddy said, chores on the farm don't get done if you ain't up early. I head out to the barn to let the cows out for the morning stroll while I filled the feed pan. Almost like clockwork how the routine went. They would bustle out of the barn and up around that old maple tree over there. That thing's like a beacon for them. Usually by the time I'm done loading the breakfast, they've started back. This particular morning, I had just wrapped up the food prep when I heard some commotion rising up on the field. Wouldn't be the first time, wouldn't expect to be the last, because we do get a random coyote or two out here. They'll scare the herd a bit, but none's ever been able to take down a full-grown heifer. Them girls will kick, and then they bustle on back here. Thing is, going out and coming in, I do a head count. I ain't got one of them old clickers and everything. I keep a journal, too. Who was in the lead? Who brought up the rear? I don't know. Maybe some OCD. Maybe I'm just curious how the old bovine mind works. Who knows? But yeah, I keep a journal of all those activities. Ten years running. And as the cows made their way to the pen to eat, I noticed my clicker came up one shy of where they left off. And after I did a more thorough head count, looked them over, I could see it wasn't even one of the calves. I grabbed some binoculars, and I looked out towards the tree area. Then I scanned around the rest of the field to see if one of them girls went for a rogue romp. It doesn't happen often, but also not unusual. When I didn't see anything, I jumped on my ATV, and I rode out into the field toward the normal route. And that's when I saw it. 
I had slowed up my speed as I came upon the tree and was just starting to make a U-turn around when I caught movement out the corner of my eye. I hit the brakes pretty hard when I saw the thing. First, I thought I was just seeing the last morning shadows, and that's when it looked up at me, stared dead at me. That's the biggest damn dog I have ever seen. You probably want to know how I knew it was a dog, right? Was I sure it wasn't a bear? Maybe a coyote or a wolf? Hell, mountain lion? <laughs> there was a report of one of those once. Believe me, those other options all make sense. But once it saw me, it got to its feet and turned in my direction. And when it did, that's when I saw exactly what I was dealing with. Must have been seven or eight other dogs, small to mid-size, I would say. They were all gnawing away on my missing cow. The big mutt started to walk back and forth, back and forth, in front of the rest while they were working on that eating away. Its eyes locked right on me. It let out a low bark, and that startled me enough to break my trance in time to hear some rustling on my left and my right. Handful of other dogs. These were bigger breeds, like shepherds and pits and such. They were slowly making their way out the tall grass, growling, same as the big one. That was that. I hit the gas on the four-wheeler and never looked back. Well, maybe not completely never. Once I got back to the farm, I grabbed up my binoculars and scanned the area. I found a giant dog creature near the open space between my field and the surrounding woods. It looked back towards me in my direction and then lifted its head high, howling. Man, was it ominous and loud. And just as I was about to put down my specs and head inside to call the cops, I saw the rest of the dogs go running off into the woods as if that large one had just let out some kind of command. And after the last little dog disappeared into the trees, the giant turned and followed suit. <laughs> Suffice to say, that day after taking plenty of grief from the police and from animal control, hell, even my own wife, no one wanted to believe me about a giant dog. Well, I worked up some plans for an electric fence and put them all along the woods at my end of the farm. <laughs> I was tired of waiting for the local park district to do it. I went so far as to saw some of them motion sensor cameras the deer hunters like to use these days. I never actually caught any footage of that pack on my setup, but more than once, the audio recorded a similar sounding growl and howl, and not to mention a return howl of what seemed like a few dozen dogs. Sightings like this are not isolated incidents. Other farmers in the area have reported extremely consistent accounts of a cow or horse not where it should be at the end of the day in their pastures. Typically, they just find a well-eaten pile of picked apart bones and gnawed on pieces. Anyone who has actually laid eyes on the group mid-meal describe a larger than average animal with extremely black fur that some say is dark as midnight and a white ring around one eye. They also say it has a lean body shape, but not like it is a starving creature, but rather one that is hardened and toned like a weightlifter. Every new report expresses the same overall feeling that the giant canine is very much the alpha and is almost holding court over the other smaller dogs in the pack. Its barks and howls seem to bring the remaining pack members to attention and in motion, like they were being commanded. Most recently, there has been a mounting concern in the local communities that the threats may increase. What if a pack ever decides to go beyond the random deer or veer from the staple of fresh farm meats? 
What if the canine crew decides to go after hikers on the trails, farmers in their fields, or worse of all, children playing peacefully in their own backyard? of county officials feel the hound, its pack, and their activities are all just made-up stories. That all the attacks can be summed up as just your standard local wildlife activities. They have conceded that smaller groups of dogs have been sighted in and around neighborhoods roaming around as though they were casing the neighborhoods. Some have compared these so-called packs to groups of thugs they've seen in movies. I get worried, I won't lie. I see these little dogs running around like they're on a mission and I get my happy ass inside. I mean, who was it? Eisenhower? Who said, it's not the size of the dog, but the size of the fight in the dog. Well, When there's a whole bunch of them, I get worried. I ain't about to be taken down by a mess of chihuahuas. chicken-thieving canines? Please. Once the Hagersmith story got out, everyone started seeing things that obviously weren't there. It was the day after St. Patrick's Day. You think old McDonald over there didn't tie one off the night before? Would have been less surprised if he told you he spotted a little green-suited guy who led him to his pot of gold. We have a file on him for every time he complained about the park area bordering his land, where he just heard would wander too far out. His goats would escape into the great wild woods. He kept saying he was going to build a wall and make the park district pay for it. Did he ever see the pack again? 
No. Did he get his farmer friends to start making similar claims? Yeah. I think you get where I'm going. We sent crews of rangers out to look for these hounds of little mountain, as they call them. What do our people come back with? Nothing. You ask me? It's all a damn hoax. Ms. Fowler left her post in 2013, despite being offered a full-time job in the government-run park marketing department. Her fellow interns and supervisors during her stint with the state parks found her exit to be abrupt and unexpected. Danielle Fowler, former state park marketing intern, interviewed 2014. Change up my voice and all? Calls continue to come in to the local authorities about sightings of a feral pack of dogs roaming the general areas of the county southeast of Atlanta. In the most recent years, less have included seeing a large black dog with a white ring around its left eye. Those reports have been replaced by seeing two or three dogs of similar size, each appearing to lead their own pack of random dogs. 
Ms. Parker continues to search for her son, Sam, as local law enforcement have closed the case as an animal attack. To quote Otto van Bismarck, the first chancellor of Germany, Hounds follow those who feed them. Thank you for joining us. This episode was written by Keith Gowler, host of Pop-Up Filmcast. It featured Mike, Keith, Aaron, Linda, Emily, and Robin. Music by Fishhands. Check him out on Bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out and download our other episodes, available anywhere you download your podcasts. Consider supporting our work by becoming a Patreon. Visit www.patreon.com slash onichamproductions. Support starts as low as $1 a month. This has been an Onichan production. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.